Hello and welcome to Aisha Presents with me, Aisha Narbi. In this episode, we'll be discussing the benefits of yoga and meditation on mental health. Josh found the yogic philosophy and way of life as a teen and knew from the very beginning he had found his path. Eager to deepen and further develop his understanding of his practice, Josh trained with his first teacher, Conrad Paul, in the UK. He was inspired to continue his journey of learning and sharing, radiating love and light. This led him to the Shivanda organization, where he immersed himself in the richness of living within spiritual communities in India, France and London. He strives to cultivate the great sense of community he discovered in his travels, only in the home Josh grew up in. Josh's message is strong and clear, a goal of harmonious living, physically, mentally, spiritually and as a community. If you or anyone you know are affected by any of the issues raised, please click on the link in the episode's description for further advice and support. It's good to talk. This series is sponsored by Arima CBD Oils, which many people have found helpful in alleviating the symptoms of physical pain and anxiety. Arima have an extensive range of CBD oils in varying strengths. Their researchers have extracted pure hemp oil from organically grown cannabis plants without using harmful chemicals. All of their products are manufactured and tested in the UK in a strict and methodical environment, making Arima CBD amongst the purest on the market. Visit www.arima.co.uk to make your purchase. If you use my code AISHA10, you will receive 10% off on all your orders. I'm joined now with Josh Lipscomb. Hello, Josh. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's nice how to you, be here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've been been okay. This uh, last year has been a challenging one, but yeah, for everyone, for everyone. lockdown. Yeah. So, tell me a bit about yourself and your background and how your life was before you became a yogi. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, I kind of got got into this. Uh, way of living or exploration of the self quite early but you know before I started to explore yoga I was a rugby player I was really heavily into sports always have been into sports I think that was a big influence on being into the body yeah um and kind of like was I would say I was kind of quite conscious already like my mum she started practicing yoga when she was pregnant, so she started doing prenatal yoga. Yeah. So I was always surrounded by a little bit of that kind of stuff. Um, from the very beginning. From the seems. very beginning, <laughs> yeah. She had a lot of friends who were into that sort of thing. Yeah. I was treated homeopathically as a, as, as a child. So I was kind of always surrounded by a holistic style of living. Um, but, you know, as you do when you're young, you explore different things, and I was, you know, into going out I was into partying uh, in all kind of senses and perspectives and <laughs> are you a bit of a wild child yeah I, I, I don't Before know if you I was became... a wild child but I, I was definitely like you know I, I enjoy it I enjoy people I enjoy yeah. being being surrounded by people you know hence I think the business I've created as well you know it's people focused so yeah. I always enjoyed being around people partying having fun pleasing people and and then, yeah, like I, I kind of, I think I was maybe going slightly in the wrong direction at one point. Yeah. And I realised I got injured playing rugby, actually. And that's what kind of forced me to start the physical element. And yeah. then just before then, I started to get into meditation. I started to get into some different ways of, of living and being, um, especially through some like 
you know substance experiences so experiences of um of doing different you know illegal party drugs and that kind of led to a kind of different exploration of of consciousness and awareness did that kind of wake you up a bit and realize make you realize actually do you know what i need to reevaluate a few things and take a different sort of path um i think i think i think it comes in waves waking you know i don't I don't really like the terminology wake, waking up much yeah. because everyone's everyone's able to be have that awareness it's just yeah. when it when the time is right to kind of feel into that awareness of uh, of of looking at the world differently or looking at perspective times differently and perspective differently um but yeah like it was definitely a fundamental element towards exploring like what I'm about and what we're about and what is existence like why are we here you know I think it's a good point actually that the whole waking up thing because everything comes with growth like we're not the same person we were a few years ago we all change and not necessarily change dramatically but we're all learning all our experiences shape us to become who we are now so yeah it does kind of make sense how did you get into becoming a yogi like what inspired you like what was the kind of light bulb moment for you and you're like okay I want to become a yogi yeah like the first the first um I had two experiences actually I had um the first yoga class I ever went to yeah um I just felt this real deep sense of of calm relaxation softness awareness like energy i think i felt energy yeah. like in a different way for the first time without having to take any substance <laughs> you know like i'd felt like wow you know yeah. you can really feel good just from breathing and focusing and using your own body um and then i also i also had a really uh kind of good moment when i first got into meditation um I did a course, a meditation course. People who are into meditation will know about the TM Foundation. It's a worldwide money-grabbing foundation. But um, <laughs> but I, I kind of went and done a course with them and I really started, that started to deepen my practice of meditation. That was a moment as well where I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. I like this. I'm going to get into this. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of emphasis on men's physical health. If you look at any men's magazine, the front cover will have men with abs and there's very little on mental well-being and mindfulness. I mean, it's kind of catching on now, like it's kind of growing now. Do you think this has an impact on the way men see themselves? Yeah, I, I definitely think it does. And I don't think it's men's fault, really, mm. to be honest with you. I really don't. I think it's it's partly to do with the publishers and what their, what yeah. their target audience is. You know, with um, commercialism as directed... Has created this direction of of, of focus, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, it definitely has an impact for sure. Um, I was I was just talking about something like similar to this this weekend actually, and I I, I feel sorry for men because, and I feel sorry for women as well, of course, because they they see these pictures and it's not their fault they see them pictures. Yeah. It's like Instagram, right? It's like mm-hmm. algorithms, you know. They yeah. put the stuff that you want to see at the top of the page. And, you know, it's the same with those men's men's magazines. You know, we, we see those pictures of guys and we think our body needs to be like that. But really, uh, our body's our body. And 
every single person's body is different mm -hmm. and it will grow differently. The muscles in their body will grow differently. Yeah. The bones and their body will grow differently. And I actually really like this question that you're asking me because it relates directly towards the yoga practice as well. Yeah. You know, I get so many people come to yoga and they say, I can't do this, I can't do that. And yeah, you can't, you know, and you might not ever be able to. And it's not because you're inflexible. It's not because you're not strong enough. It is sometimes just because of the way your, bo your bones are, are, are growing and they're a bit designed and the way your body has developed yeah. and that's just that's no one's fault you know we have to we are all different individuals there's nothing same about me and you yeah. we're, we're asymmetrical right so you know we we are who we are and just some people have the perfect body to be a, a, a men's men's health front cover model you know yeah. other people don't it's very well put actually quite similar to the discussion I was having with Leo Parry, so he came on the first episode to discuss body image. And we were talking about the influence of Instagram and how that can have a negative impact on not just boys, but women's mental health. And it can develop, you know, body dysmorphia. You've, you lack confidence, you lack self-esteem, and you're constantly comparing to other people. But at the end of the day, all these kind of like fitness fanatics and fitness gurus that you see on the media, and like, oh, if you do this workout, if you eat like me, you'll have a body like me simply not true you can do the same workout everyone if everyone in the room could do the same workout as one fitness personal trainer it doesn't mean their body's going to be the exact same it's because they're built differently and i think we have to learn to accept that because imagine if the whole world did one workout we'd all look the same how boring would that be there would be no diversity <laughs> yeah, we'd all so look boring. like clones but the thing is that's the beauty of it we all have different structures you know we have different builds different tone muscle tone we have like you said everyone's different we are asymmetrical but that's what I think people in magazines need to kind of highlight because it's creating this really negative comparison between men and women and how they compare their bodies yeah well it's, it's just like fashion isn't it really it's the exact mm -hmm. same thing you know fashion's the same as this whole body image thing you know you walk down south in high street or you go we we're just talking about about Leon C, you know, you, you go to these places and everyone's wearing the same clothes. You know, everyone yeah. looks the same. Their body types look the same. Why are you saying that? Looking at my shoes and you're saying that. I was looking at your shoes. <laughs> it's like everyone looks the same. I look at Aisha's shoes. <laughs> That's not true. No, but yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think you know, then I think I think it would be lovely if they were to highlight it. But I think also it has a lot to do with their target audience. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's, I think just if you're comfortable, like with the whole clothing thing, if you're comfortable expressing your way in a different way, just do it. I can, just, life is short. Um, a lot of people are, this goes back to your kind of flexibility um, comment, but a lot of people are intimidated by yoga. They seem you have to be really flexible. What advice would you give to those people? Um, come and try simple as that really <laughs> come and try <laughs> because you know you, you don't you don't have to be anything to come and do these sort of practices it's like going to the gym you know you don't have to be fit to go to the gym that's the whole reason you're going to the gym and with yoga you, you know you don't have to be flexible that's for sure because i think flexibility has a lot of limitations as well yeah within that you know being flexible has its own problems you know hypermobility and not being able to build strength very easily mm. because of the joints being loose and and inflexible so you know like if if you're one of those people thinking oh, i'm not flexible enough to come then i i would i'd hope that you could be inspired just to give it a try because once you come you'll realize that it's not about building flexibility mm. it, you know yoga has 
much more depth to the physical body. It's not just about the physical body. I think that's a, probably the most common misconception, though, when, when it comes to yoga or the discussion around yoga. People seem to think, oh, you have to like contort your body into all these like crazy positions and stuff and you have to be really flexible because like every single person who brings it up in conversation they automatically assume they ha- you have to be like mrs incredible like really f- inflexible and stuff like mm. doing the splits and god knows what but yeah like you know originally in the uh, in the yoga scriptures um like asana like po- like uh, the postures the physical stuff was w- wasn't really a primary focus of any of it you know the primary focuses were more <clears throat> about uh, well in short uh, you know, a lot of them were about clen- uh, the cleansing exercises. It was about how can we purify the body, how can we purify the mind, and how can we purify the the energy body. So, physical the physical element was kind of secondary in, in compared to more the, the the mind stuff and and the breath and the purification of the body. This yeah, that's really well put actually because I think that's the most important thing. Some whole mindfulness aspects of like letting go, letting the stress go, letting the anxiety go, and just concentrate on your breathing. Because mm. once you do that, it can be so relaxing. Because we don't, we we often forget how to breathe. Yeah, and yeah, it's we, we always sort of think, oh, you, you just do it. But actually, once you start to notice the breath, it become it can be really relaxing. Yeah, and we don't know how to breathe. You know, explain. We don't know how <laughs> to breathe, and this this is a big problem, right? Like the way we the way we've designed our life to be just like we was talking about algorithms the way they're trying to design us to be mm. you know and and it doesn't matter who that is i'm not talking in any conspiratorial way here yeah i'm just talking about a general way of society yeah um you know sitting on chairs isn't beneficial for our posture um those screens definitely are those <laughs> hypno squares those yeah. hypno machines you know because we're looking down um like this and it's terrible for the neck and terrible for the spine and we start to go like this and we start to go like this and we just start to round more and more and more and then we just oh, all of a sudden we can't breathe because we're compressing all of our diaphragm which is the muscle that helps us breathe and the diaphragm can't expand anywhere so then we start to breathe in the chest and then when we breathe in the chest we're using a really small percentage of our lung capacity yeah so all of a sudden we're not breathing properly so then we develop something that's called chest breathing but you know what's chest breathing well so like you know when we breathe when when we when we the way we're meant to breathe is we're meant to breathe here in the abdomen like really low down well yeah it's not like we're breathing there but we want these muscles to expand so we want the 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 transverse abdominus and the rectus abdominus to be expanding as we inhale and inhalation is passive so the diaphragm which is a muscle that lies just just below here i know they can't see me but just below the rib cage sort of thing in line with the rib cage is the muscle that helps us breathe so when we take a breath in Okay, our abdomen expands, mm-hmm. so the transverse abdominus relax and the and the rectus abdominus relax, and the diaphragm moves up and outward, so it yeah. moves up towards the heart. And then, as we take a breath out, as we exhale, we contract the um, rectus abdominus and the transverse abdominus, which then means that the diaphragm moves down and in, so it squeezes in. Right. And this is what is called the um, excursion rate, the diaphragm. So yeah. we're literally when when we start to work on our breathing, and we start to pay attention to our breathing, we can extend the inhalation, the exhalation, to use more of the lung capacity. So, what what why I'm talking about posture is because everything we are doing in modern day society screens chairs etc mm-hmm. is 
is bringing us further away from keeping a healthy spine, yeah. keeping a long, healthy spine, a fluid spine, a flexible spine, and a, and a strong spine. Um, and we want the rib cage to be open. We want the chest and the front line of the body to be open so that we can breathe well and slow. Yeah. And by breathing well and slow, it means that we can focus more. It means that we can keep the heart rate low. We can keep the mental waves really slow and steady because when we have a higher breath rate, that means that the mind is, is, is going quicker. Yeah, because it races as well when you've got like shortness of breath. And also, I think with that point about when you're crouched down and your posture, that can develop into panic attacks as well because your breathing is becoming so, like, rattled. That's it. You got it. Yeah. 100%. And that's what I, I always taught. I, I used to teach really regular beginner's courses. I haven't taught one in a while. But, you know, like, the short, short, short shallow chest breathing is exactly what is a, a kind of a mild symptom of, of anxiety and panic attacks mm. and can lead to them really quickly. Because so what would you suggest, obviously, like taking it from the lower abdomen really low down deep? Maybe we can talk one through at the end or something. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Interactive. <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, posture, my posture has been so terrible. I actually um, invested in one of those um, those bag braces. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. With the... The back bit's like either plastic or steel, so depending on how ruthless you want your posture to go. Yeah. But yeah, I have. I need to crack that out again, I think, because my posture is terrible at the moment. But yeah, I definitely will take your advice and do that because it's a bit insightful. Yeah. And, and you don't, the thing is, though, don't, you don't even really need those back things. You know, yeah. you can do that naturally by, <laughs> by doing specific stretches and strengthening exercises. What stretches and exercises would you recommend then? coming to a yoga class <laughs> this is where he puts the plug in <laughs> come to the yoga factory so yeah for those of you who don't know josh lipscomb runs the yoga factory in south end and you, why don't you tell us a bit about that actually yeah yeah what do you mean to say it's your opportunity now to advertise <laughs> <laughs> um the yoga factory is a, a space created for the community and for people to further investigate their health of their body mind and and spirit and we've created a beautiful space and a welcoming space for people to come along and and try these practices out in a non-judgmental yeah a non-judgmental um space and i think it's i, I think it's a cool space i don't i don't know you've been there I did, yeah I, I have been there it's a really cool space so that's it's it's really well put together and you've got like a little cafe coffee shop underneath as well which is really cute but what inspired you what made you start that like that must have been a big jump to create something like that um it was actually a really natural progression the yoga factory it has a really natural story to it yeah um and it happened in a really fluid way it wasn't really a big step even though like since th since the start of it, it has been a big progression and there has been a lot of further time invested and energy invested mm. into it. Um, but it started really with just on a really small scale and it grew naturally and it grew it grew organically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it, I mean, any business that makes it past, you know, five years, I think, is it has to invest a certain amount of energy into something and there has to be a certain amount of risk involved. So, yeah, there has been a few things. But the passion for the passion for helping people is what has driven it, really. Yeah. You know, the passion for helping people and the passion for, for bringing people together in, in a space that is alternative to what maybe we're talking about with regards to men's magazines and high streets and, yeah. you know, and moving more towards an independent and alternative way of living. I mean, it's really inspiring to hear that. I think that's the reason why the Yoga Factory is thriving so much, because it is doing so well. Like, I've obviously seen Instagram, 
that you you do street markets as well and mm-hmm. it's doing really incredibly well it's a great little space so if anyone is in south london wants to try out yoga then you can or online or online yes you're online as yeah, well yeah, yeah. you started that during lockdown didn't you yeah that was really good the online was wicked the yeah. online the online was really fun because we got to like meet so many different people and we got to reach so many different people and now we've got like a little lovely little online community as well we've got a really good platform online and and it's helped access a whole new you know range of people amazing i was going to ask you because obviously we locked down you had to do things online i remember when you were doing that did you find lockdown in general like exacerbated any kind of mental health issues for you like because i know it did certainly for me and a lot of other people like i'm friends with when you're left alone in the house like obviously you're left with your thoughts and you ruminate a lot of a lot of the things because you're not busy whereas before lockdown people were going out doing things it's become social i know now it's freedom week and everyone's out doing stuff but how did you cope with lockdown like for business and both mentally mm. i think i think for me there was i, I most really would have quite liked to be left on my own for that amount of time what you would or you yeah would? I think I would have yeah yeah I don't think that would have been I don't know I can't say because I wasn't in that situation but I, I know I maybe I, 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 I yearned for that because kind of the opposite happened for me in lockdown as a business owner there was more of the more of the struggles came from the worries of how I was going to get a, a business to survive that was customer facing throughout yeah. a pandemic and how I was going to pay the rent and all of these sort of other issues yeah um for me like I was really fortunate because I've got a kind of a large team so I was always seeing people or I was always speaking to people because I was I was doing the online yoga so was, there was a lot of interaction for myself that really helped keep me sane and my family and the people around me sane um, because we was constantly interacting with you know we had 25 classes a week yeah. so you know every single day I was seeing people on on, on zoom online yeah. you know and I was speaking to them so there was a lot of connection there um but for me like the a, a lot of the worries came from the inability to be flexible with what I wanted to do with the business and how I wanted to run it mm. um so so that was where the, more the issues lied for me but I think it amplified a lot of problems for a lot of people because there was that space you know and unfortunately we we seem to feel space all the time and we want to be busy and we want to do stuff whereas yeah. we don't really take time to reflect and just be and live simply mm-hmm. and I was really fortunate um to go on a two weeks ago go on a really cool retreat where we where we stayed in a an open air roundhouse with one of my teachers Christopher Gladwell shout out to him if you want to know anything about breath work I don't know anything this guy knows everything trust <laughs> me I'm rubbish um and we was just living we was just being and there was no phones no internet no electricity all we had was fire to cook we had a little bit of source of water uh, we had the earth to sleep on no beds I would hate that <laughs> <laughs> I hate spiders. I'm, I've got a phobia of, of spiders. spiders and moths. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> but sleeping on the mud? Yeah, yeah sleeping on the oh, floor. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I need to have something on the... And just being, you know? I couldn't even being, do that. Being with your own thoughts, <laughs> being reflective of what is going on in your in, in, in um, your I life. Can't, I can't knock it until I try it, but I just know with me I'd probably freak out. I think out. you'd love it. Really? Yeah. Well, have you wouldn't have to worry about doing your makeup or like looking. Is at your that phone. what you think I worry about? <laughs> I don't know. I can go. I can go days without makeup. I think my most fearful thing would be insects, like spiders crawling on me. I have a huge arachnophobia, and I'm scared of moths. 
So yeah, <laughs> I think that would probably freak me out more. Not the whole like not wearing makeup or anything. Definitely not that. <laughs> That's not on my kind of fit. Why is Sam looking at me like that? Come on, I've I've gone I've gone days without makeup. Anyway, moving on <laughs> before we get off on another tangent. Um, most of us live busy lives and find little time for physical activity, yet alone meditation or mindfulness. Are there any tips you could give for a quick mental exercise or exercises? Um, find the breath. I guess this would be a good time to do a little mini meditation if you wanted to. Listen to soothing music, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> no, no soothing music. That just creates more stimulation, yeah. in my opinion. You know, I think like the the the, the thing the, the most beneficial thing that I've learned throughout the lockdown or investigated further throughout the lockdowns and that's helped me during this kind of crazy time um has is learning and deepening my connection with the breath and you know it, it can just be as simple a meditation technique and a, an awareness technique can be ju- just as simple as just watching the breath mm. you know and just observing that and seeing what that brings up and just staying with it and, and you know yeah i think that's that's the best bit of advice really it doesn't need to be any more complex than that and, and don't try to make it complex people try to make these practices super complex mm. you know we try to make everything complex i think you know and, and we overanalyze things as a society we do we yeah. tend to overthink things a lot we overthink things and we we overcomplicate them by trying to make it really super and, and weird and different you know whereas like the, the the best yoga practices or meditation practices or mindfulness practices whatever you want to call it because they're all the same thing anyway um is is, is the simple ones yeah is the simple ones you know that is so being. true it's just the simple ones are the most effective yeah and you get more out of and I think you've got you made a really good point because some sounds and music, I know for certain people, they get sensory overload and they find it too much mm-hmm. with all the sounds and everything in the background. It depends who you are. Some people like it, which is good. Some people do have sensory overload and find it too overwhelming. Yeah. It's the same thing with sound baths. I love them, but I know that some people find them really overwhelming and they it kind of like induces panic attacks because it's too much going on. But mm. I, I think I think it's a really nice thing. I, I actually, I was just discussing with Josh before we started the podcast that I really wanted to go to another one soon because they are worth the try. So definitely try that. Yeah, sound baths a good good way of good a good way for people that aren't really like into meditation already. They're, they're like a really good access point because yeah. they get you to the state of relaxation or focus really quickly. Yeah. Without having to do too much so you can just lay there and the gongs will do the work like all the crystal bowls whatever the thing you're going to they will do the work for you, you i know? haven't done crystal i haven't gone to the crystal bowl, bowls one but i've gone to yeah, a gong one definitely want to do that again mm. what are some of the advantages for meditation mindfulness and yoga i know you said they're pretty much the same thing but in a nutshell what do you think these advantages are in a nutshell yeah i think that's a whole podcast well, a whole podcast series really yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I think you should. I think I think this, the best way to maybe look at this is asking yourself a few questions, you know. And that's that's do you, do you want to live a a simple life? Do you want a stress free life, or not stress free, but a, a life where there is less stresses? Do you want a life where, you know, there is there isn't filled with anxiety and drama? Do you want a life where 
where you, where where decision making and 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 making choices is made simple and mm. and made clear and there's clarity in your life and direction in your life yeah and i think and i think you know i think that's pretty much everyone yeah you know and that and that's what yoga brings how important is it for men to talk about how they feel and what advice would you give to those who are struggling at the moment mm, that's a good nice question so i've been I've been working in men's groups now for a few years and recently over the, throughout the pandemic actually I've been working with men's groups a little bit closer and, and I've really enjoyed it. Um and I think I think we we really need to women as women included I think we really need to change to step up our game now with, with regards to with regards to this sort of I, I, I've got d- different opinions, but I think we should definitely, you know, men need to talk more, right? Yeah. Men need to find ways of talking more and men need to find ways that they can talk. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's this classical thing of like, you know, down the pub talk and all of that sort of thing. Mm. And some men do open up down the pub. And, and I think that's why lockdown has, has, there has created a lot of friction and a, a lot more domestic abuse because there hasn't been the accessibility to go down the pub and maybe talk about some of your underlying issues. But, I think there's a lot more awareness growing now around the need to be able to talk and to be able to express how you're feeling to other guys. And we do a lot of things, you know, we do we do men's circles, we do men's camp outs. We're about to do a men's sweat lodge in a couple of weeks time. What's a men's sweat lodge? <laughs> so a sweat lodge is um just it, sit, you just sit in a really steamy hot room. No, no. So a sweat lodge <laughs> is an indigenous kind of practice whereby you create a dome, right? Um, and there's hot stones in that dome, and it's pitch black, and there's no music, there's nothing, and uh, different people do it different ways. We're gonna do. Uh, I can't remember where it's from. The one we're doing, and basically you go in there and you're in there for like about an hour ish, and they keep bringing in more and more hot stones. So then it gets hot and hot. So it's like sauna. Yeah. But it's sort of is meant to sounds intense. <laughs> yeah, it is intense, and it's meant to kind of like um, represent the womb. So it's like a rebirthing technique almost. So you're going. I want to try that. Yeah, yeah they, they, we we will set one up through the yoga factory. Oh my god, I actually want to try for that. A, a I love one. trying new things like that. Yeah, yeah it's Except awesome. for gr- laying in the ground. <laughs> well, this will be on the ground. <laughs> oh so really? Might be spiders, but you won't be able to see them, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and yeah, and you just all sitting there, and you're just sweating, and you're just like throwing prayers onto the stones, um, and and yeah, and just sweating it out, and just going inside and seeing what happens. Amazing. Yeah. There's actually something that I was talking to producer Sam about before we got to the studio, but I've booked in a float works floatology. Oh yeah, nice. So it's where you sit in a pod in the dark with music on, but you can turn the music off in like salt water mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. So and apparently you have to lie completely naked. And I saw this video tutorial and it says one side there's a button for the lights and one side there's a panic button. And I'm really nervous about getting the buttons wrong. Because oh, I'm going to be, be naked and vulnerable. I don't want anyone to walk in on me. But I am really excited about that. So I'll definitely yeah. let you know how that goes. But um, yeah, I like these kind of like new things that people do to like test oneself to find yeah. relaxation. But, and, and that's, sorry, can I just... I, I find in this really I really don't want to miss that question that you just asked me by the way yeah yeah um, come back to that yeah because like I think there's a huge stigma around these men's circles and stuff like that because I'm we I find it quite hard to get people to these things because guys think it's going to be some sort of like yoga or meditation mm-hmm. or they're going to have to say stuff that they don't want other people to hear but like the men's circles and men's groups are a really good way of actually having an outlet 
And you don't have to talk sometimes if yeah. you don't want to. And you don't have to disclose your whole entire life. But it is a space where you can be vulnerable if you want. And you can speak about issues that you're having in your life. And allow what you're saying to be received by other guys who have maybe been through the same experience or maybe uh, are, have some sort of experience or, or knowledge to offer. And I'm not saying that people give you advice, but it's a perfect space to just... Like you know, like when you say st- something, say you meet up with a friend yeah. and you're talking about an issue that you got in your life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just saying it out loud is it yeah, feels it's, relieving, it takes doesn't the weight it? Weight off your shoulders, it, does. it really does. Yeah. But when you're in a group of people and there is, there's, it's not like the other people you're friends. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're expecting a response from the other people, but just sheerly being able to say something out loud. And letting a group hold that energy of what you've just said and just be with you is incredibly beneficial. Yeah, it's like a big support. It's like almost a symbolic hug from everyone. It a is. A big group hug because they're kind of carrying that weight off of you as well. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And that is what it feels like. And I really want to encourage, I'm not saying come to my our men's circle at the Yoga Factory. I, I just want more and more men to realise that these spaces mm. are actually being created for people like you who, who are, are struggling yeah. and who maybe are feeling as if they 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 need to just speak or make change or there's problems at home like and you don't you know it doesn't it's, it's not anything extravagant it's not anything out of the ordinary yeah. it's just we're coming together and we're talking but we're doing it from a space of non-judgment and harmony mm. you know and, and when someone speaks we're sending I'm going to make this sound hippie now and I don't want to but you know <laughs> we're sending you love because we're just listening yeah. just by listening we're taking some of some of that and we're, we're able to give back in a positive way I think that's really fantastic and really rewarding that you're doing something like that and it's very inspiring so I'm really glad you're offering um, men a safe space and a platform to do so and I think those points are really important it's all about and I've said this before in a few episodes before but it's all about establishing a safe space when it comes to talking about feelings, especially when it comes to men, because you made a point before, like the pub talk. And in one of my episodes, I did discuss that, you know, men sort of open up about their feelings in a jokey way to mask how they're really feeling, sort of letting the whole walls come down, which is good if it encourages people to speak out more. But I feel like we need to make it more normal. We need to make it okay for men to speak about things. They are comfortable to others. Like how you have to establish people you feel vulnerable and you feel comfortable being vulnerable with. There's nothing worse than opening up to someone you're not completely sure about, men or women. Like it's all about if you feel comfortable. But I really like that you've got something that really encourages that in a group format. No judgment, no stigma. You just go there. You don't have to say much. You can say as little as much as you want. I think that's really fantastic that you're doing something like that. Yeah, nice. They're in, they're important spaces, and we need more of it. There's loads out there anyway, you know. But we need more people willing to be in those spaces. And sometimes people think they don't have many problems, you know. They kid themselves or they tell themselves yeah. they don't. But until you hear other people speak vulnerably, you realise it's normal to be experiencing that. Do you think when people say like, "Oh, they don't have much of a problem," do you think that's to do with the whole burdening aspect? I know a lot of guys don't like to speak about how they're feeling because they feel like they don't want to put the burden on other people yeah definitely like i've got a friend um one of my friends he 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 came to one of the groups once and he and he said to me like oh you know i didn't want to say too much so i felt like maybe like what i'm experiencing is really dark and i didn't want to put that on other people you know yeah but the thing is 
the, the, him, by him expressing actually really deeply how he feels and those dark thoughts that he is really feeling might have inspired someone else to speak and actually really look into what they are experiencing or it might validate something that someone else is thinking yeah 100% you know because we're not isolated and I think we feel we, everything the way uh, our communities are structured is to isolate oneself mm. you know the same as the, like the lockdowns you know we, we, we felt isolated because of we weren't allowed to see anyone else you know yeah. and I think society is doing that to us anyway you know, mobile phones, you know, the social, sh- social um, environments have changed. Not as many people go to pubs and socialise. Not as many people go to any social clubs and socialise. Everything's done through the internet and done through the phone. So we are isolating ourselves in many ways. Yeah. And I think that creates isolation in thought as well and in thought patterns. Um, and this is why these spaces are great, retreat spaces and, and men's circles, etc., because it creates that community again. You know, tri- tribes, um, tr- uh, ancient tribes would, you know, af- especially African tribes, when there was a problem, uh, my teacher actually was telling me a really nice story. I, I don't want to get it wrong, but I'll kind of briefly say it. So when there was a, uh, about four or five times or six times a year, even though tribes are very small, no bigger than 100, because yeah. we're not designed to live in more than 100 people, you know, in communities larger than 100 people anyway. Um, these people would come together six times a year and gather around the fire and they would share and they would resolve problems that there was in, uh, in the community. Yeah. And they would do little exercises like, um, you know, circle-based exercises where the um, children were on the inside, the men were on another circle around the outside and the women. So like all the, the men had to hear what the children had to say and then that message got passed out to the women because the women held the community. They were the, you know, the witches, the, the, the real intuitive ones yeah. and they would then validate or... or or confirm, you know, a, a discussion on a certain topic or, or or problem. And, you know, we, we don't come together and discuss as groups or share as groups about what is going on, you know, mm. and resolve things. You know, I've had plenty of, in, uh, in the re- last two, three years, you know, kind of issues or confrontations with friends, but they've never been resolved in a proper way, you know, yeah. whereas if we can sort of adapt some of these ancient practices in coming together and actually looking at those problems and talking about them and resolving them in a clear communicative way, then maybe we would be living a little bit more harmoniously. Yeah, it's, it's like the saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm. And I think that point you made with, you know, when people are constantly on their phones and stuff, we've lost... As a linguist, because I did linguistics as a degree, we've lost that kind of essence of communicating with voice and like understanding body language. Everything's become quite um, artificial almost because we're just doing it through texting or over the phone or whatever. There's, it's not really communication in the sense where you can gather a sense of tone. You get the feel of what they're saying. Body language plays a huge um, part in communication. Mm. And I think when you're speaking to someone and listening there in the present moment I think it's really imperative especially when it comes to opening up about how you're feeling mentally as well mm-hmm. it's okay to reach out to people on the internet it's fine it's that's absolutely fine but I feel like to really get a release I think probably in person just yeah. having a sit sit down and chat yeah or st- like you know staring in someone's eyes and looking in someone's eyes you know and holding that space for each other yeah. is a massive thing right you know, and clearly connecting, making a clear connection. Yeah. And I don't think the screens allow us to make those clear connections. 100%. It's, it, can, it can only do, it's very, it's quite limited. Obviously, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, don't talk about your feelings on the internet or text people. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying there's a difference between 
sitting in someone's presence and being present with your feelings than it is texting but as I said whatever suits you it's definitely worth opening up to someone you definitely feel comfortable with and definitely feel um, comfortable being vulnerable with I guess mm, 100% um, we're coming towards the end of the show now should we do a quick breathing yeah. exercise yeah, let's do a little let's do a quick little <laughs> meditation yeah okay cool so sim- simple technique let's just get let's get comfortable get do whatever you need to do to get comfortable if you're listening at home okay um you don't have to close the eyes you know you don't have to let's, let's keep this real simple really really simple and see if you can get a bit of length in the spine though so you're not hunched over or, you know, I hope you're not w- walking don't do this while you're driving either <laughs> extra crash um yeah just just find a steady kind of still position just close the eyes if you want again have them open if you want but if you have got them open just take a little kind of squint of the eyes so they're kind of like half open pierce the lips gently so just close the mouth can have it open slightly if you want you can have about five percent of the air coming in and out of the mouth And just draw some awareness towards the inner walls of the nostrils for a moment. And just see if you can feel the air coming in through the inner walls of the nostrils as you take a breath in. And see if you can feel the air brushing against the inner walls of the nostrils as you breathe out slowly. And just make that connection with the air, one of the sources of of energy one of the main sources of, well, the main source of life. And just see if you can really slowly slow that in-breath down and that out-breath down. So just start to slow the inhalation down, just allow the abdomen, the belly to expand, like we were talking about earlier. And as you exhale, just notice the abdomen drawing in towards the back of the spine, just gently and slowly exhale the breath and get right to the end of the exhalation, Keep pushing the breath out of the body until you feel the abdominal muscles gently squeeze. And then relax the abdominal muscles and inhale slowly. Just keep doing that a moment as I talk. Exhale slowly. Breath leaving the body. Getting right to the end of the exhalation. Gentle squeeze of the abdominal muscles. And then relax and inhale. And as you do this, see if you can rest the tongue on the back of the top teeth, the roof, uh, the root of the top teeth, and see if you can get the jaw nice and relaxed. See how soft you can get the jaw. See how much you can soften the cranial nerves and the muscles of the jaw. And if that doesn't work, you can s- you can slide the tongue towards the roof of the mouth, towards the palate of the mouth, or towards the crown of the mouth, and get the jaw even further relaxed. Keep breathing slow. And as you inhale, see if you can spread the nostrils open nice and wide. See how wide you can spread the nostrils. And you can just watch the breath. You can watch the breath for the next two, three, five, six, seven, ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, an hour. And you can just do the same over and over again. And you can just breathe. And just be with the breath. That's all we have time for now. Big thank you to all the guests who participated in this series. If you enjoyed these episodes, make sure you tune into the next series, which is focusing on sustainable living. Don't forget to subscribe.
Recorded and produced by the AV Club podcast production.